Hey everybody, it's Leanne Wolke here back. And I wanted to talk tonight about purpose. And um, for me, from the time I was young, I knew that the purpose of my life was to help other people um, find their own magnificence within inside of them, their own brilliance, whatever it might be. Um, and I always thought I'd be a therapist, but I ended up taking a detour and working in drug development. And then thought I was going to go back to school and get a PhD and try it a couple times and um, never completed that. But the purpose of my life stayed the same. It just the way in which I went about achieving it shifted. When I was in India, I thought that I needed to quit my job and go into teaching yoga full time in order to really be able to contribute. And I remember telling this woman, Joanne, who was there at the same time, um, the yoga students would just get together after our practices in the morning and chat either at this place called Nagaratna's, um, which was owned by a woman named Nagaratna. And it had a little internet station where you could send emails. And if you got an email, she would print them and post them for you. And you'd pick them up off the bulletin board. But she would um, serve you coffee or tea or chai, whatever you wanted to have, and then breakfast. And I remember talking to Joanne and saying... Gosh, I wish I could do something that had meaning. And I had shared with her that I was working in drug development and helping to bring new pharmaceutical products to market. And she looked at me and she said, don't doubt what you're doing. What you're doing helps people. And I paused and I thought, oh, okay, maybe. But I had this idealized view that what I should be doing is owning a yoga studio and teaching yoga full time. When I came back from India, I thought I was going to buy a yoga studio. And I went and actually began teaching and talking with a woman that owned a studio about taking over her lease and purchasing her studio. But what I found is that I felt like I was pimping myself out for teaching yoga. So I had to teach yoga, which was so sacred to me. But then I was now relying on people to come to my classes as a way to pay my rent. And teaching yoga had a little bit different financial outlook than my six-figure drug development job. So I began to panic and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to sell my car, move out of the city, get a roommate, which I hadn't had in, gosh, I don't know, over 10 years at the time. Um, And my whole life was going to change. And then I began to see that all of my friends were at work during the day when I was off. And so I would go have lunch with them at their offices, which was really bizarre because here I was like going in to work with them when I didn't work during the day. And then at night I was working, teaching classes, and they were out having a great time. So I decided that maybe it wasn't my time to have a studio. To be honest, I think I was just scared. So I decided to go back into the drug development world, into corporate America, but to do it differently. I went back with the intention of being more mindful with bringing my yogic principles into my work life and continuing to share yoga. But then no longer was I pimping myself out teaching yoga to pay for my lifestyle. And over time, I realized that wasn't really what was going on. It was just my own fear and not valuing what I had to contribute. But the beauty of the story is I think your path leads you exactly where you need to go. I continued working in drug development for another almost 10 years, I guess. And 
the time I quit, um, at that time, our, our daughter was four months old and I quit on June 1st and on June 11th, my husband was diagnosed with cancer and I used every bit of my knowledge of drug development to ensure that he was seen by the thought leaders, to ensure that we got second opinions from some of the best medical institutions and the best doctors in the country. I used my medical knowledge and my comfort with being around surgeons and physicians to ask the questions we needed to know so that when he had a recurrence six weeks after he was supposedly cured, that I was able to stand in those rooms with those offices and and question, what treatment are we going to do? Why that treatment? Why not that? What about nutrition? Does that make a difference? Because I was able to blend my two worlds. I was able to blend my drug development knowledge and clinical research knowledge with my general curiosity and my love of alternative medicine and yoga and a holistic lifestyle. Had I not continued to work in drug development, I don't know that I would have been in a position to ask the right questions when my husband was sick. And had I not asked the right questions, perhaps we would have chose a different treatment. There's a lot of variables, and I don't know how it would have turned out. All I know is that I'm grateful that my path turned out the way it did. Thankfully, my husband's still here, perfectly fine and healthy, 13 years later. And I got to pursue my dream. I did get to teach yoga, and I did get to open a yoga studio. And now I don't consider pimping myself out to make a living while I teach yoga. I know that the contribution and value that my studio provides to people is definitely worth the salary that I make. I no longer see it as just trading dollars for yoga. I know that the stories I hear from my students about them no longer needing to be on antidepressants, no longer needing the anxiolytics for anxiety. I know that the stories they tell me about being able to get over traumatic events matter. And maybe if I hadn't seen the other side of things from the drug development side, I wouldn't be able to appreciate and understand the significance of some of those medical conditions and problems. If I hadn't felt the heartbreak of losing a child and dealing with cancer and a variety of other things, maybe I couldn't be able to greet those clients that come in with so much pain with open arms. But all I know is that my path has led me to exactly where I need to be. And I know now that my gift, that my next challenge is helping teachers find their own unique expression, helping them to share their unique gifts with the population that they're intended to work with. Because it's no fun trading yoga for dollars. It's no fun just showing up and making the donuts, so to speak. But what is fun is co-creating a class where each individual in the class has a transformative experience, not because they were entertained for 60 to 90 minutes by a teacher, but because they showed up and they were in a safe space where they could do the work so that the transformation they experience is their own. It's not dependent on a playlist. It's not dependent on a yoga teacher crafting some unique sequence. It's on their own. And when they're given the support and space to move into that space, that space of transformation, it's a beautiful thing. 
So trust wherever you are is where you should be. It's when the ego mind begins to take over that we begin to look and compare and think, oh, where I am is insignificant and I should be doing something more enlightened or where I am is better than someone else. Because the truth is we all need each other. And when we can see the beauty in each and every one, that's when the true magic happens.